0: Hello friends, welcome to Wednesday Wake Up, a podcast hosted by Gregory Malouf, Buddhist Dharma teacher in the lineage of Ruth Dennison, mental health therapist and mindfulness coach. Wednesday Wake Up explores the ancient teachings of Buddhism through the lens of Western psychology, neuroscience, and the modern human potential movement. Our commitment is for these teachings to educate, challenge, and inspire you to awaken to your deepest potential to live a truly fulfilling life of wisdom, joy, and compassion. Thank you for joining us. May these teachings serve you well.
1: So I wanted to remind us of the breathing body and what this means for us as meditators. And when I've come to see, when I was first starting out with meditation, meditation was kind of... Weird to to a lot of people. There wasn't, we didn't have yoga studios on every corner. You couldn't just go online and Google Buddhism or meditation and then be able to find 12 different, you know, online groups, community groups, you know, within your neighborhood to go practice seven days a week. So, meditation, you had to really go out and seek it. You had to go get a book or order some online CD or something, find a meditation center to practice at. There wasn't really a lot of self practice that was available. So you really had to go out of your way to find a teacher or a class or something to learn <clears throat> meditation. You couldn't just go down to your local community college and get a mindfulness class like you can today. Now, when we come to meditation, many people have quite a bit of experience with all kinds of meditation practices. You know, yoga is huge obviously in the West now, and so people have experience with pranayama, which is breath control. People have experience with chanting. They have experience with mantra practice from yoga. We have visualization practices that people have learned from the Tibetan tradition. We have objectless awareness that a lot of folks have experienced through Zen practice. So when we come to meditation, Vipassana style, right, insight meditation style, we have all kinds of other techniques and tools that we've become familiar with. And the emphasis on breath, breath and body in Theravada Buddhism is quite unique as opposed to other Buddhist traditions and other types of mindfulness activities. As Jim was demonstrating, we see that a lot in Tai Chi, right? This breath-body combo, this awareness-body unification that happens. We see that there with Tai Chi and Qigong. But when it comes to Buddhist practice, Theravada really is known for this focus on breath. First thing we're told as a student, go to breath, go to breath, find the breath as the home base. So I want to talk about what this really means for our practice, because it's easy to forget about its simplicity and its depth, because there's a depth here for being with breath that is often overlooked as we get deeper in practice. What I noticed when I started teaching, (laughs) I caught myself doing it several times, I would Give a Dharma talk on the four foundations of mindfulness, and I would talk about how the first foundation is body. And then we'd switch into meditation, and the first thing I would tell people is to be awake and aware to breathing, which I always thought was interesting because I just got done doing a Dharma talk on the body. And so I had to think this through and ask myself wait a second, if the first foundation of mindfulness is the body, then Wouldn't we start off by being aware of the body? Why is the breath the first thing that we focus on? What's the connection there? And it confused me for a bit as I was trying to reorient to figuring out how we teach the Dharma, how we practice the Dharma, and this this emphasis on breathing. So here's something to know about breathing. The idea of breath or breathing in the Dharma is a little bit different than our Western culture our normal uh, parlance, if you will, the way we use the term breath in the West, we usually mean breath, we talk about air. We mean air coming in and out of the lungs. We refer to breathing and we think the air coming in through the nose. When we say we're having trouble breathing or our nose is stuffy because we have a cold, we're talking about the air. And in the Dharma, breath is much more than air. Breath is much more significant than just the air that comes in and out. And here's the background for understanding the depth of the Dharma interpretation of breathing. So every cell in your body, every single cell in your body needs oxygen to function. And this is kind of a no-brainer, right? But it's a good reminder. Every cell in our body needs oxygen to function. And we get that oxygen with each inhale. With each inhale, our entire physical embodied being is being nourished so with each breath the body is nourished with breath energy this oxygen so there's this connection immediately with what happens with each breath the body is taking in energy and nourishment the cells then use the oxygen that we're getting from the breathing to get energy out of the food that we eat so we take in food and we take in breath So we take in food and then the energy or the oxygen that comes in with each breath then essentially combines or extracts out from the food the glucose, the energy that we need to function, to live, to exist. So each breath is a form of feeding. It's a consuming. It is a taking in of energy, life energy, life force. That is more along the lines when the Dharma teacher says, be aware of breath, it's not just breath, it's breathing body. It's the nourishing energy of breath as we feel it inside the body with the inhale and with the exhale. This process of our, all of these cells taking in the energy or creating the energy really with oxygen and food is called cellular respiration. So, It's not a body that is doing a separate act of breathing. It is, in fact, a body that breathes. The body does not exist without this breathing energy, this breathing process. So oftentimes when I'm guiding meditations, I'll say breathing body. Because the whole body is engaging in respiration. Every cell of your being is taking in the effect of each and every breath. So the true object of meditation is life energy, that energizing force that we call breath. And it's how we experience that breath energy moment to moment in the body. So when we say breath, we are in fact actually saying body. And when we say body, we are in fact saying breath. They are in fact one in the same when it comes to meditation. Earlier in the sit today, I invited you to bring awareness to the sensations on the body. And another way of looking at this is those sensations are in fact the energy that arises from breathing. When I invite you to sit and be aware of shape and form in your meditation, that sense of sitting body, The only reason we're able to actually hold that sensation of sitting body in awareness is because of breathing. The breathing, that breath energy, gives us that proprioceptive sense, that feeling of body in space, the curve of the arms, the shape of the body on the cushion or the chair, that feeling of weight. All of that sensation of breathing body comes from the in and out breath. Achan Cha used to refer, if I remember correctly, to the body as breath body. Some teachers will refer to it as breath energy. Because the real object is a fusion or a unity of how we feel as we breathe. Sitting body, breathing body, feeling body. All of those are a part of this process we call breathing this process of first foundational awareness called body. So for the Dharma, it's one in the same. The real object of meditation is the energy that we feel as we breathe. So it helps to remember that, that when we're awake and aware to the body as we move throughout the day, if I'm sitting at work typing and I'm noticing the feeling of my fingers on the keys, that feeling is brought to you by breath energy. It's brought to you by in-breath and out-breath. If I stand up and walk out to another room and I feel my body moving through space, I feel the weight of feet touching floor. That's brought to you by breath energy, breathing body. So no matter what we're practicing within the four foundations, breath energy is at play. The breath is always there in some form or another. One of the great things about breathing, <laughs> oh, I just, <laughs> I just thought of something. I was about to say the best thing about breathing is that the breath is always there. And of course, that's helpful because without it, we'd have problems. So <laughs> the great thing about breath, is it's so reliable. <laughs> it's always there. But that is what I intended to say. We breathe so much, it's always accessible. So it makes a great meditation object. So another reason that the Buddha talks about breath so much is it's a really accessible object. They say, depending on which Google site you go to, that we breathe about 8 million breaths a year, something between 20,000 and 100,000 breaths a day, depending on the person. That is many, many opportunities for mindfulness. It's many opportunities for presence. And no matter what you're doing or how distracted you are, even when you're thinking, you can be aware of breathing. Even when you're talking or cooking or getting ready for work in the morning, we can be aware of breath. So it functions as a really practical object of meditation. Not only is it the truth of life energy held in awareness moment to moment, it is also a very convenient meditation object. Another aspect of breathing that's so amazing as far as an object of concentration, an object of mindfulness, is that awareness gives us access to emotions and moods. Now, most of the time we're not aware of this unless we're a meditator or for some reason we are engaged in an activity that heightens our awareness of this fact. But where there is breath, there is changing sensations of mood and feelings. With the arising of each breath and passing away, a mood, a feeling arises and passes away. When we're stressed, breath feels a certain way. When we're sad, breath feels a certain way. When we're depressed or excited, joyful, breathing has a correlative sensory experience. So when we say we're being mindful of body, we're also saying we're being mindful of breath, And we're saying we now have access to feelings, to moods, to thoughts. When our mind races, our breath changes. When our mind calms, breath calms. So as mindfulness becomes clearer, as samadhi, as concentration comes online, and we can sustain mindfulness moment to moment, we suddenly, in one attentive, energetic moment, We have access to breath, body, thoughts and feelings, moment to moment arising and passing away. So when we say breath, we're saying much more than just air. Now, it's not that we're not saying air, and so let me clarify that. There is an aspect of meditation practice that invites us to be aware right here at the upper lip and really invites us to take notice of the sensation of air as it comes in and out and to notice the temperature, noticing that the in-breath is cooler than the out-breath. The out-breath is slightly warmer because it's been warmed by the lungs. So there is a part of practice where we refine our skills by taking air, if you will, as our object. And we are definitely invited to really feel into the body and notice that with each breath, the physical muscles are expanding and contracting the abdomen the chest up down in out and that's also a really good place to hold awareness it's just important to know that that's not the only place that breath energy as we know it as physical sensations on the body is also breathing and we can spend our whole sit moving awareness around noticing the aliveness Goenka used to say, and I, I still say this when I guide meditations, wherever there is life, there are sensations everywhere on the body. The body breathes, energy lights up with cellular respiration all over the hands, the feet, the face, the head. And in the moment, we can be aware of this truth. We can be aware of life energy and hold it intimately and hold it close to our hearts Through awareness, being in touch with the truth of life, moment to moment as we breathe. That is the beauty of using breath and breath energy as an object of awareness. Now, of course, another aspect of breath and breath energy is that we focus on the three characteristics of existence. Anicca, impermanence, dukkha, stress, discontent in anatta, not self, or inconstancy, change, change. So the breath allows us to get really in touch with these characteristics. So as a meditative object, it's amazing to be able to watch breath arise and pass away, never being able to find a static point. It arises, comes to fullness, and passes away. And again, arises, comes to fullness, and passes away. Always moving. Always changing. And the body itself, not self. We bring the body into awareness, and what we see as hands eventually becomes vibrating energy. Tingling. Prickling. Heat. Cold. Tension. Contraction. Spaciousness. Suddenly, that which we see as being solid that which we identify with and overly cling to and crave for suddenly becomes this wide awake sense of energy arising, coming into being and passing away from birth, that first breath to death, our last breath, energy, energy and energy, no solid self to be found. The Buddha often said, you can use the breathing body from your first sit, all the way to awakening, that all of the lessons to be known, all of the wisdom that's pertinent in the Dharma can be known with each passing breath. Very simple, don't need a PhD in breathing, just be awake and aware to breath body and the breath energy as it arises and passes away. One other thing I'll mention, with breathing body is that the body is the first foundation because it's large and it's a lot more, now not solid, but it's easier to bring in touch with awareness. So if you start your meditation by trying to notice thinking or trying to notice the subtlety of moods as they arise and pass away, it's gonna be difficult to do. So we start with body because though it's arising and passing away as sensations, it is slow moving, it sort of lumbers along. So you can bring awareness to your butt on the cushion or hands touching hands. And it's a large enough object to get grounded in present moment awareness. Once that's been established, it's much easier to simply turn awareness to feeling body, to thinking body, to that heart center body, because we now have a home base in breath body that's solid, and large enough to maintain our energy, maintain our concentration. So that's another thing about the body, why we tend to begin there. It's just a large object and it's slow moving. So it's easier to hold attention. Earlier today, when I was doing the guided meditation, I think I may have said, breathe in knowing whole body, breathe out knowing whole body. When you look at the Patana Sutta, which is our classic description of insight meditation, in that first few paragraphs, the Buddha sets out this particular goal, if you will. And the goal is to formally establish the first foundation of mindfulness. And he says, you know that first foundation is really firmly established when with each breath, awareness rests in the full form of the body. And most students will say that when that happens, there's just a sense of ease, a sense of fullness, as if awareness is filling the body like a balloon, and that you don't, the mind doesn't wander so much in those moments, that with each breath, you can kind of notice yourself just sitting and breathing. There's less effort, less, um, <laughs> less talking the mind back into presence less waking up to wandering mind and the mind just sits in the presence of full body awareness and that is a distinct sensation and you'll notice it when it happens you'll notice when the body really establishes itself in awareness and the energy of breathing becomes full and pleasant and basically you can really feel yourself sitting so that's something to be attuned to as you practice vipassana that there's this first phase, if you will, whose goal is to befriend the wandering mind. And while we befriend the wandering mind, be awake and aware to sitting body breathing. And that becomes kind of our focus in the beginning stages of practice, this first foundation of mindfulness, breath energy or breath body, body breathing. So that's the idea behind it. So let me remind us of the actual technique of being able to do this, getting in touch with breath energy and breathing body. As we did this morning, once we've settled back into presence, and we can do this in so many ways. You can start your practice with loving kindness to open up the heart. You can just feel yourself sitting, you know, feel the cushion. We do this quite a bit. Take some deep breaths. This will aliven the nervous system We'll get you in touch with the sensation of breathing and that breath energy we can start in many different ways some people like to start with mantras or with some visualizations you can start your practice in so many different ways but once we're ready to get in to breathing body there's a couple things that you can do as i said this morning you can pick the breath at the belly or the abdomen you can start there But I would suggest that you only start there if you can feel it. If you can really feel it there, then that's a good place to start. If you can feel your chest arising and falling, if you can feel your abdomen expanding, then by all means, that's where you lay your attention. For some of us, that's kind of hard to notice. It's not obvious for all of us. Sometimes we just don't feel it that well with awareness. So if that doesn't work, you might try the upper lip. And in both cases, you need to give yourself permission to breathe a little deeper. Breathe deep enough to feel and see if that seems like a nice refuge for present moment awareness. If your mind immediately runs away and is like, nope, not interested, you might try a few times, maybe two, three minutes, maybe your first five minutes, you see if you can rest with the arising and passing away of the muscles and the belly and the chest or the air at the upper lip. If it's not coming online, breathe with a little more intention. I don't want to say forceful because you never want to force it, but you do want to do some intentional breathing, really push out the belly, feel into it and see if that can become a refuge for that 20, 30 minutes of practice. However, if you find it's not coming online, then look around the body and see if you can find a spot where that breath energy is noticeable. Just take a little tour, bring awareness to face or your feet or your hands. For some of us, it may never be very comfortable to feel the abdomen rising and passing or the air across the upper lip. I have a friend who actually has an injury that prevents him from really noticing breath at the lip. Because of nerve damage, he can't actually detect the air. So that's not a very good spot for him. So you might just notice with yourself, what is a good spot to take refuge? And for everybody, it's going to be different. So for some people, I find my hands, I can really feel breath energy in my hands. I like to bring awareness to my hands. So oftentimes when I sit for my own practice, I begin with bringing awareness to my hands and really feeling the tingling. I can, they're usually warm, maybe a little sweaty. I can feel my hands touching and I can feel them on my lap and the pressure So for many of you, hands will be your greatest meditation object. For some of you, it might be your feet on the floor, that feeling of pressure, tingling, or your face. The face is also a great place to notice sensations. A lot of people can notice sensations in the cheeks or the forehead. For some people, it's the top of the head. So when you start off, you notice breath energy wherever it's lighting up for you. Spend the first 5-10 minutes of practicing taking refuge in the part of the body that most speaks or calls to your heart. Your meditation will be a lot more stable and a lot more fun if if you're patient with yourself and find the spot that's most lit up for you. I knew a student whose right knee was the best place to meditate. The right knee just had lots of sensations and it was better than breath at other parts of the body. So you get enlightened through your knee. There's no, uh, you don't get a gold medal for having some other part of your body as your doorway to freedom. Freedom is freedom if it's your knee, your elbow, or your pinky toe. So I give you, I, I give you, and please give yourself permission to explore what is the right spot for your awakening. It could be anywhere on the body. Now another thing you can do. When I was down uh, studying with Ruth at Dana, When we did meditation with Ruth, she would often ask us to move awareness to what basically amounts to different points on the body, which are correlated ultimately to your chakra points. And what she would ask us to do is spend two or three minutes holding the top of our head in awareness and breathing, moving awareness to the third eye, holding that in awareness and breathing, moving awareness to the throat, to the heart, to the navel, to the bottom of the spine, these energetic points. And she would ask us to hold those areas in awareness and just breathe. And what happens if you incorporate this into your practice, for some of us, energy starts moving and flowing with much more tactile sense, meaning you'll notice full body awareness quicker. So for some of us, we need to open up the channels of energy by moving awareness and breathing into different parts. And there's a visualization that you can actually do where you bring awareness to the top of your head. And as you breathe, imagine awareness filling it up. Imagine breath energy filling up the entire skull. And then as you exhale, imagine the energy evaporating out into the room. And same with different parts of the body. You can breathe into the hands and imagine breath energy filling the hand, moving up the arm into the shoulder, and then on the exhale, imagining that arm deflating. And you can imagine your whole body filling up like a balloon with each breath, breath energy comes in, add a little visualization, feel that fullness of breathing, notice the energetic sensations, and on the exhale imagine the energy evaporating into the space around you many people begin their meditations with that part of practice where they activate chakra points with breath energy then they take the whole body into awareness and breathe filling it up like a balloon and then they fall back just into body breathing then they find another spot a smaller spot on the body to call home, to take refuge in, and then they begin a second part of practice. But either way, you could spend an entire day on retreat doing eight hours of just lighting up different parts of your body, and it would be perfect practice. You could fill up that body with breath breath energy hour after hour, breath after breath, and that is a classic Vipassana style. So the reason I get back to these kind of basics is because it's easy to get in a rut with meditation. It's easy to think there's only one way to do it or that there's only one type of meditation when it comes to insight practice. But the fact is there's a lot you can do with breath energy. And there are four foundations of mindfulness. There's the heart, there's the thinking, there's the breathing, there's the sensations. Take anything that works for you. I always like to remind people to customize their practice. It took me years to feel, I guess free enough to experiment because I thought experimenting with practice was sort of going away from the instructions. I thought I was breaking, I like to follow rules. So for me, I thought I was breaking the rules when in fact I was just kind of hindering creativity and exploration in my practice. And once I was given permission by a teacher to really feel and get creative with what feels good to me moment to moment, suddenly Vipassana became this creative exploration. The enlightenment factor of curiosity or investigation came online and suddenly, instead of just sitting with breathing, it became this whole, (laughs) I was about to say Jacques Cousteau journey inward, right? It became an exploration. It became an adventure to see Well, in this moment, let's see what my hands feel like. In this moment, let's see what my feet feel like. Let's get in touch with these other parts of myself. So remember, you can do this in any order. You can start with the feet, then move to the hands, then move to loving kindness and come back to the nose. You can body sweep or you can go part by part. You can then take a break and just be with the rising and passing of the abdomen. All are perfectly good Vipassana practice. So my take home today, remember breath is not just air, it is the whole subjective experience of breathing, physical energy, breath energy, the wakefulness of sensations throughout the embodied being. Remember to experiment, give yourself permission to explore and to remember you can break the rules. The rules are just guidelines in Vipassana. Now granted, Some rules are a little bit sterner than others, like say our precepts, but in practice itself, the movement of breath and energy, you have a wide berth there, you have some means, you have some room to explore and be creative. So please do so. Your practice will become much more alive and much more fun. At least that's been my experience with practice. Thanks for listening, my friends. Thank you for your kind attention. So we're about at time. I always like to end back in with body presence and some loving kindness. All right, my friends, let's take a long, slow, deep breath in. In through the nose and out through the mouth. And on the exhale, feeling deeply into body. This body that breathes. This body that thinks and feels. And with each breath, invite the part of yourself that's open, kind, and caring. Invite that part of yourself that loves, delights in life, is optimistic and resilient, courageous and free, Invite that part of yourself into awareness. In this moment, be awake and aware to your capacity to love, to love and be loved, to care and be cared for. With each breath alive in that loving kindness, that inner capacity to care for others. Gladdening the heart and gladdening the mind with joy and gratitude. And with that breath energy held close to your heart, held gently in awareness, might take a minute or two to wish all beings to be free to wish all beings to know true love true kindness and true freedom in this lifetime This moment if you could wish anything for all beings and know that wish would come to pass what would it be wish that with each breath
0: thanks for joining us here at Wednesday wake up We honor the traditional Buddhist practice of offering the teachings without charge, so this podcast will always be ad-free and will never be behind a paywall. This podcast is sustained exclusively by the generosity of listeners. If you've received value from this podcast and have found your life or practice enriched by listening to it, you can support Gregory as a teacher by going to our website, www.wednesdaywakeup.com, and click on Donate at the menu on the top. While you're here at the website, join our mailing list and follow Gregory on Instagram at Gregory Maloof Dharma. Thank you again for listening. May all beings be happy.